As I've traveled the world and had these opportunities to meet and work alongside a lot of very interesting people, the question that I keep getting is, how can I create the life that I want? How can I create the brand, the behaviors, the culture that motivate and drive me? This podcast is dedicated to those questions. We can figure out great ways to move forward in life and create a life worth living, a life with purpose and meaning. My name is David Vanderveen. Welcome to the Kick Aspirational Podcast. Hi, this is Dave Vanderveen on the Kick Aspirational Podcast. Today we've got uh, Manuel. <laughs> Manny, yes, you um, call me Manny. Yes. Yeah, Manny, you've got, tell me about your name. You've, uh, we've known each other for how many years now? Like five years? Five years? Yeah, five years. Five years. Um, to me as an American, Manuel sounds like a Spanish name, but I know you're Austrian. So tell me about your name. Yeah, it's typically a Greek name, I think so. Oh, is it? Okay. Uh, but it's a typical Spain name as well. So I think it's Emmanuel is more Spain and Manuel is the Greek one. And you're pretty the only guy who called me many, but I really like it. So <laughs> keep on it. <laughs> no, we can call you Manuel. I don't mean to, to make up no, a nickname. Man, it's good. Okay. And your last name is Austrian? Yeah, it's a seller with yeah. a set. So seller it's always hard to spell when we're in the united states but seller with set with a z zeller yeah, typical yeah. austrian yeah it's a great name um very very strong and uh you know we've we got to know each other through a mutual friend um who lives in vienna you live you live in vienna correct still right. and your business is in vienna right Absolutely. um because you've been kind of a pioneer in nutrition, particularly in the, in the area of protein bars, which is a very busy category. If somebody walks into a grocery store, health food store, there's just usually a wall, especially in the United States. There's like a wall of bars of <laughs> everybody seems to have one. Absolutely crazy, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, I remember when, when we met, um, you know, I was kind of like, oh, man, another bar company. But then when I tried your bars and this was a few generations ago. I was like, holy smokes, uh, the key things that I care about in bars, and we've made a lot of protein bars and sold them, but, you know, getting the sugar out and having a good amount of the right size, not too big, you know, for it's not like we're selling them all to bodybuilders, which is profound. Um, tell us a little bit about, well, tell us the name of your business and, and what you do. And then maybe tell us, um, I'd really like to hear your journey, how you got to the place where you were like, there's one thing I have to do in my life. It's make a better protein bar. How to <laughs> tell us about that. <laughs> if we talk about today, uh, as you mentioned, you have, I don't know, 100,000 different protein bars, uh, but it really grew in the last, I don't know, three years. It really skyrocketed uh, the amount of protein bars. Uh, as I started, it was about 12 years ago. And I think this is also more or less describing we have a huge advantage on our bar, more or less based on our sugar replacement formula and on our protein formula. But we really started 12 years ago. And if I think back to this 12-year journey, as we started, there were, I don't know, 10 protein bars. So the first Quest bar were already on, but they tasted like cardboard. And out of this frustration, we really started with the journey. There must be something better. Of course, there were Coke Zero and Red Bull Sugar Free already available. But on the one hand, the taste was completely annoying. And on the other hand, um, the sugar was still inside. So I was just thinking there must be something better. 
And yes, it's already 12 years ago uh, and we had, I don't know, 1,000 different formulas until the formula we have now. And yeah, so we, we pretty strongly believe that we have a huge advantage, especially replacing sugar. That's, that's our core. And, you know, one of the questions that we talk a lot about on this podcast about answering, no matter what you're trying to do, whether you're trying to sell a bar or sell your company or sell a story or, you know, basically when you're trying to, to show that what you're doing has value to somebody else, the question that people ask is, why do I care? Why does the audience care? Why does somebody care about getting sugar out or having a sugar-free bar or why would they care about the, maybe, and, and maybe part of how to answer this is I'm guessing part of why the audience should care is connected to why you care. Um, what's your story? How did you, you know, why should the audience care? But how did you get here? How did you get to a place where you're going to go through a thousand iterations to get to this one? So it's, it's two sides of the story. The one side, more or less everyone knows I love sweets. I love <laughs> sweet stuff. I, I, I ate before I founded this company, I ate, I don't know, 10 Snickers a day. It's horrible. I did so much sports. It doesn't matter because I did two hours of sports. But so the first thing, I really love sports. And uh, on the other hand, my both of my parents have diabetes. My grandparents had diabetes. So they had, especially my grandparents uh, already died, but had huge issues with this whole stuff. And of was course, it? I was some somewhere aware that, somehow aware that there is a problem coming when I don't change my behavior. Mm. But I was also aware that it's tough to change the behavior, especially if you love sweets that much. And it's a con. I believe that's a kind of addiction on sugar. Yeah. And you can get it away, but you have to deal with it somehow. And then, yes, I, I out of this frustration that the protein bars tasted like cardboard, I started to do it on our own. So... And your your grandparents and parents that they have type two diabetes, the type that comes from uh, body size and typical, and diet. yeah, um, overweight and um, started with forty to fifty years somewhere in this age. And yeah. Yes, I'm I'm thirty eight, um, and I was aware this is a will be a problem if I don't change that. Right. So you wanted you were an athlete, and you still are an athlete. I know you work out a lot. You're very fit, but you um, you're an athlete. So you could sort of get away with eating things with more sugar in them and, and maybe not the right nutritional label if you like them. Yeah. But uh, but you realize yeah, but, that over time, this wasn't going to help you. So, But also on the, on the side that, um, of course, you can have somehow control about your body weight, uh, but you don't have control about your mind. And this was this, the third very important part of replacing sugar. Uh, as I've become more successful in my former job, I was aware I have to be top fit in my mind as well. Of course, mm. school, kids, university, you also have to be fully um, capable to deal with all of those uh, mind stuff. But uh, for me, the, the job was very important and sugar is also not good for your mind. So you, maybe you get some kind of energy for 10 minutes but everyone knows if you had a huge lunch and a short snack afterwards, you get into a deep hole for the next two to three hours. And that was also one very um, one very important drive for me to 
get it, get rid of this steep hole after the, the, the midday lunch. So yeah, it's it's a typical. Um, you learn with it. You you now I know what sugar is doing with us, and it's in, it's it's horrible, horrible what sugar does with the body because now I'm aware of everything: body, mind, weight control, uh, your skincare, and so on. So yeah, I I'm fully aware. We have to change it as a society and I want to be part of it. And I want to also be able to change the behavior of kids, of my parents as well, of my, uh, of my surrounding of more or less in the best case, everyone on this planet should replace sugar with a better stuff. And we're and ready think, for it. Yeah. And I think, you know, the good news is at this point, the consumers are generally aware that they need less sugar in their diet. Um, you know, the obesity and diabetes epidemics in the Western world have kind of got people kind of thinking about, you know, how they're eating, what they're eating, what they're putting in their mouth. I think a lot of people realize, you know, you can work out and change your shape about 20, 30%, but the other 70 to 80 is what you put in here, what you put in your mouth. Absolutely. And if you're not changing that, it's really going to be hard to get in better shape, to change, a, you know, a diabetic situation, et cetera. Um, how did you take that desire and that interest and that you know, passion and shift that into, you know, the idea that you were going to start a business and how did you start a bit? How did you get from the passion to, to the business? The, the first thing, there was some base motivation deep in my mind to be somehow responsible on my own and building my own business. So this is beside of all of the facts we just discussed a real intention from my personality. Uh, beside that, I don't know, it, it started really with a wrong TV show. They told in this TV show about, I don't know, 15 years ago, it's called Galileo, it's a German TV show. And they told there that there's a new chocolate available with 90% less calories. And I thought, this is the solution. I want to have it. Uh, it wasn't able to order. So I tried to get in touch with the chocolate manufacturer who is dealing with this chocolate. And the answer was, yes, um, it's available. I can send you samples, but you won't like it because it tastes horrible. Um, I said, okay, it doesn't matter. Please send these samples to me. And as I uh, ate those samples, two things happened. On the one hand, it tasted horrible. And on the other hand, it was not 90% less, cal less calories. It was just kind of trick in your mouth that you feel you eat 90% more than you have, can you reduce the quantity you're taking in. But it, it, in fact, 100 gram even had more calories compared to the standard chocolate. And this idea, I don't know, it, it was so uh, amazing to think about what would the world look like with a chocolate uh, with significant less calories and in the best case, no sugar, and in the more better case, even replaced with some good stuff like fibers and proteins, this would be amazing. And there really, I had enough motivation that I ordered, I don't know, 100 different ingredients all over the world. I had uh, huge talks with researchers from Mars, from Nestle, from um, um, production capabilities all around Austria, Germany. And of course, at the end, you have to be on your own, if someone had dealt with it before, they already solved it and would uh, market it on their own. But it was so amazing. I 
was wasn't able to stop. And of course, it took seven years to be live on the market, seven years of research and development. Uh, lucky I had a good job, but uh, yeah, it took so much time to be disruptive like that. And is that something you were doing? All on. Is that something you were doing on your own primarily at that point? Yeah, of course. At the moment, yeah. So it, it really started on my own. Um, I had super founding colleagues, but they, uh, the one colleague was uh, responsible for the whole project setup, the production setup. Uh, the other colleague was uh, responsible for marketing. So we were three guys at the start. Uh, after five to six years, um, our sales, actual sales officer joined uh, the company. And uh, at the moment, we're 17 people and our innovation hub already has three people. So at the moment, I still love to, to uh, cook in our kitchen, new bars, new recipes, new formulas. Uh, it's really amazing. I still love it. Uh, but we have an own department doing that. So. And, you know, you've been our partner on this bar, on the Perform Bar that we have at ItWorks International right now. And I love, I love this bar. Um, you know, when I first met you, you had delicious bars. You probably hear the wrapper. I know I'm taking a bite. Um, Manny, this is crunchy. It has a chocolate coating that is absolutely delicious. It kind of tastes like a crispy, I can't remember the bar that we would have called it in the U.S., one of these crispy, kind of crunchy, delicious chocolatey bars, like a caramel chocolate. And this has no or very little sugar in it. Is that right? Uh, it, it has zero sugar added, only one gram of overall sugar. And beside and, that, it has no impact on your blood sugar. That's incredible. We're always testing how you see this, this uh, thing here. We're testing yeah. all over the day our blood sugar. And... There you really see what happens to your mind and body if you raise your blood sugar curve is raising too much. This right. bar has absolutely no impact. So not just no sugar, uh, nothing inside which is similar to sugar, which is very important if you're replacing sugar because most of the companies have other stuff inside which once more triggers your blood glucose levels. So we have a lot of people that love keto diets. Um, that's a popular trend right now. Um, if somebody's on a keto diet, is this a, like a good snack for a, is this a keto friendly snack? I'm doing keto, um, about six to eight weeks a year and this is 100% keto. So you have about two to three grams of net carbs inside. Um, so that's more or less, uh, suitable for every keto diet. And while we're talking about keto, uh, can you tell us a little bit about why why you do keto six and because you had a very specific duration. So you do keto for effectively a couple months a year. Um, how, how, how do you do it? And why do you do it? Um, I started, I don't know, um, two, two and a half years ago. Um, I just wanted to try it. Um, and uh, it was really easy to get into it. Of course, most of the people around me had huge, huge issues getting into the ketosis yeah um but it was kind of fun just to track your ketone levels just to see how the body transforms from burning carbs into burning fats and it was on the first uh week it was just amazing to see what's going on in your body like you're lying in the bed uh, really full of sugar addiction and sweating all over the night because what's happening here but after one week you know it 
And after two to three weeks, I really saw it's incredible for my brain. I feel totally comfortable the whole day. No uh, fully saturated, no attacks of, of sweet tooth. It was just amazing. Also, the fitness level in my mind was amazing. And yeah, that's what I, and of course, um, I really felt this is really good for my body. Like it, it's called cure. Is this the right word for it? So it was like a 12 week cure. whole body yeah. cure. That's cool. And, and yeah, why does that happen? Why does, what is key, what are ketones? What's ketosis? And why does, why does it do that? Yeah. So it's, it's like a hybrid um, car. You have two vehicles in your body. The one thing is burning fat and the other uh, engine is burning carbs. And the typical European or typical every person more or less is typically burning carbs. They don't even get close to the ketosis. So we have this engine in our body, but no one is using it. Mm. So we have to force our body to know, okay, what it's like to burn ketones and out of history and evolution, it's pretty logical. I don't know, 10,000 years ago, we had some month of winter and more or less no carbs available. So our body had to learn to deal with fats only. And of course, your fat reserves in your body itself. So it's an engine we have in our body and we don't use it. So it's pretty clear. We have those two together. And even in the sports industry, um, it's a pretty new uh, research. But if you combine those two engines, it's even more powerful, like a hybrid um, vehicle. And what do the ketones do if we don't have carbs to burn? Um, your body is looking for an alternative resource of fuel and ketones replace those uh, glucose levels in the, in the body and get um, transformed into the ATP uh, levels in your body and uh, used as a primary energy source for your body. Yeah, the cells use ATPs, mitochondria and the cells or generate ATP or use ATP in order to, to generate cellular energy, which is what fuels everything. Um, right. So you're saying, so when you're doing two months of a ketosis diet or a keto diet, you're basically teaching your body, you're, you're turning that engine back on <laughs> that burns fat. And then the rest of the year, you're basically allowing your body to also use carbs or how does, how does that work? So um, in this eight weeks, I really have this feeling it's in complete reset of everything. Mm. As you transform your body in this one week where you really change from this engine to another engine, I have the feeling that your body is really using all the waste is available from glucose levels in the body. Um, also one side fun fact, I don't know if it's because of that, I had here some white hair. Yeah. And I've read some research that after keto and uh, long uh, periods of keto, uh, it's somehow resetting um, also this uh, stuff. And I really don't have any white hair left here. So my... Uh, uh, my hair cutter really told me you will be totally white in about two years here in this area, but it wasn't happening. So now it's gone. In, it's crazy. So some research is available on that stuff. So it's um, if you, I don't know if you heard about uh, Blackburn. Um, she she won the Nobel Prize 
about um, um, what it's called. Uh, I will, I will share, share, take the word afterwards, but she has made some huge research on how to age and the aging process is also mainly driven by sugar intakes and stress and so on. So out of, of this um, point of view, it definitely makes sense to you. But now I lost my... my no, no, this is good. Question. Well, you know what I'd like? I'd love to get a link. I'll get that link from you and we'll put it in the notes on the podcast because I think a lot of people who care about keto diets will want to know about that. Um, and most people should, I, I think to your point, like between intermittent fasting and keto diets, that was, yeah. right. It's that combination where you're giving your body right. I think the issue, one of the issues is at least from the research I've seen is that when people are constantly eating and digesting, your body doesn't have time to do anything else. Cause it's, you know, it's focused on digestion. Um, and probably there's, a, I don't know the deep, we'll have to look at it, but the, when you when you have long periods of fasting, you can get into um, actually lengthening your um, your telomeres. That's yeah, the word. Your telomeres, yeah, your DNA strands, which Absolutely. is directly that, connected what, to longevity. The word I was looking. Yeah, and I think part of what you're saying is, you know, gray hairs are a function of aging, which is a, basically the the DNA aging, the DNA copies not being as good as they were when we were younger. And so when you can reset the DNA or reset the the process of copying, you know, copying these, these DNA strands. And I'm probably not saying that quite right, but when you can reset the replication, you get, you, you can get rid of a lot of the, the, the effects of aging, which is effectively what I think you're, you're seeing. It's, it's amazing. Um, I think the name is Monica Blackburn and the, the, the word of the DNA is telomeres and she got the Nobel prize for it. For this research, it's really incredible. There are a bunch of YouTube videos which are incredible to watch. Uh, yeah, but you just mentioned it. Also, that's the reason why I'm doing it at eight to twelve weeks. Let's yeah, twelve weeks, and afterwards I switch to intermediate fasting because I see I get a kind of pre-ketosis if I really uh, don't eat for I don't know eighteen hours. So I try to reduce my intake from 12 to 6 uh, p.m. And that's fine for me. And also don't have any issues in the morning to skip breakfast, for example. Yeah. So I really feel and my whole body feels much more comfortable, much more relaxed if there is no intake of any meal. Okay, no worries. And that's what shows me I get much more comfortable with this whole uh, ecosystem around my digestive system. Well, and I think the challenge, right? The thing that I see is a lot of people love the idea of intermittent fasting. They love the idea of a keto diet, but it's, if you're not used to it and you don't have the tools around you, it's pretty, it can be difficult to do because our, our nutrition supply chain isn't really set up to let people do that, right? Our nutrition supply chain is designed to give you something that's really flavorful <laughs> with sugar and fats and put you out of ketosis or make you hungry all the time. So you keep eating out of convenience rather than necessity. And I think when, you know, part of the reason I love the bar that you did with us so much is because when we, you know, when we, when we have these tools, like I'm, a, I'm like you, I grew up eating Snickers bars and crunch bars and these different bars that we had in the U S because they were around and I was a kid and I didn't know better. And okay, you, now you've developed a habit and you get into your thirties when all of a sudden it starts adding up and you want to shift your body shape, you know? Um, it's hard because your body's like, give me sugar or you got to eat all the time. And you know, how do you getting through? I think the reason that, you know, one of the reasons I was attracted to it works was this 
you know, the fact that we have like a keto coffee that helps you get through the morning and stay on track, but you don't feel hungry. And it's a nice experience. It tastes really good. Having this bar where, hey, what about 2 p.m. when I want to have a snack? It's after lunch, but not before dinner. You know, having those tools around you where you can stay on track, hit your targets, hit your goals, feel like you're getting a really nice treat. Um, you know, it just it reminded me of, you know, when we first met the other company I had, I was you know, our whole point wasn't to try and change everybody's habits. Our point was to try and replace a bad product in their bad habits with a good product or a better product that would help them stay on track. And I think this is this is exactly what you've delivered. And it's it's just been absolutely uh, incredible. And you're developing a whole lot of new stuff right now, right? You've got like a huge R&D program going on over there. So, um, yes, the, the base invention was really our sugar replacement we just didn't replace sugar by any sugar or alcohol. We really found the perfect formula. Um, and this formula makes it more or less easy to develop all kinds of uh, candy stuff. So starting with typical chocolate, uh, chocolate bars, of course, also kind of wafers, um, Nutella cream inside of wafers. So just think of any candy stuff you like. You can replace it with our a formula and of course our company is pretty young so there will be lots of new stuff in the next year that's amazing um i really appreciate your time today manny you've been you know one year i consider you a good friend we've, we've had some really fun times together we need to get that ski trip organized we were talking about um <laughs> absolutely but I, but i also appreciate you you know you're making yourself available to to talk about some of these things because i think a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are you know, they're trying to break through barriers in their life. They're, um, maybe it's a physical weight or, you know, body barrier. Maybe it's a, a lot of it's a business barrier. They're, they're wondering, how can I create a business? How could I start something on my own? And I think, you know, part of the message that I heard today was, you know, you got to have a passion that you're willing, willing to commit to. Um, you got to be willing to probably do a side hustle, do it on the side as a passion until you can get to a point where you can make that leap forward. Um, you've, so where is your business today? I mean, you're, you've got, you told us the employees um, and you don't have to disclose details. You don't want to, but uh, do you have investors? Are you self-funding? How, how is, how is the business going? So just to outline what you said, I think really passion is the most powerful tool we can have. So it's all about passion. I, of course I studied sports, um, but this is not the base for inventing a bar and, or building up a business. And so it's about passion and this is incredible what you can do with passion now beside that yes so we started our business about five years four years ago i was <laughs> struggling with the numbers um we sold until now about nearly 30 million bars so that's a huge number um wow. and uh, of course we don't make profit until now so it's a typical startup story so You've been investing. In investors, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Investing, investing into new products, new brand, uh, new sales channels, new um, regions, and so on and so on. So, but also our investments around um, are very powerful on the one hand and also very passionate on the other hand, because they see what's able with our sugar replacement formula with uh, a strong product like this. Uh, and they see how their kids change the behavior. Also, our investment, everyone loves the the, the products we're producing. Their kids love it. Their parents love it. Their grandparents love it. So 
everyone who has tasted it knows, okay, this is something different. And so until now, I have to knock on, on wood, um, until now it's really easy to find investors because they see you have a huge demand in the world uh, seeking for sugar replacements. And on the other hand, this could be really the solution to solve those problems. That's amazing. If um, I know you've been, you know, you've been, I don't want to overwhelm your inbox, but you've, you've been open to talk to some of our distributor leaders about the bars and the ingredients and how they work. Um, do you have a social media site or a place where people can reach out to you if they have questions or they would like to know more about the Perform Bar and what's in it? Yeah, of course. Uh, my social media, I have to check it because I had several uh, side names. It's Manuel Seller, as we called it. I will show it. If you have any Put a link on this too. Man, yes. Manuel Zeller at uh, Instagram. Is it on the Instagram at Manuel Zeller? Well, so it's on, on Facebook. Okay, you can see it. We'll okay. post it on Instagram. It's Cellman underline Neo. <laughs> also, they are available. Okay, well, we'll we'll find the links that you want to put up, and we'll put them in the notes on this podcast so people can find it. But um, you know, I'm I'm a, as I said, I'm a huge fan, and I really appreciate our friendship and the partnership that we've um, kind of softly held on to over the years until we could get to this bar. Um, I've been passionate about getting this bar out because I think it's such a one. It's so good, but you know, it's such a great experience. But it's so good for our bodies to have, and so important for people's habits to have something like this to help them get through these difficult times in an intermittent fasting or, or keto program. And uh, it's, it's exciting. Thank you. It's it's not, uh, of course, uh, typical that uh, someone like you is so aware of new products and is able to identify that this is maybe something special. So, so thank you for for your trust in this product because, of course, everyone in 10 years, maybe everyone is saying, yeah, of course, like the Red Bull story, 10 years later, of course, energy drink is a huge idea. But especially in the start, Everyone in Austria knows that this is a long story to get there. Uh, and so thanks also for your trust. I think it's even harder to be uh, identifying a product, especially in the start. So really cool. Awesome. Proud of you, man. Thank you for your time. And thank you for the, the interview today. Um, you know, we like to thank say you. that, yeah, whatever you do this week, be kick aspirational. And uh, it's not a spectator sport. You got to get in the game. And Manny, you've been in the game, you've been crushing it and, uh, you know, moving through the different hoops and hurdles, but, you know, on this path to profitability, which is hard in a startup. So congratulations to you. Thank you for joining another episode of the Kick Aspirational Podcast. You know, the most important thing to remember is this is not a spectator sport. What I'm deeply interested in is hearing about your stories and answering your questions. What does your life look like? What are you trying to accomplish? What are the barriers that you're trying to break through? Because at the end of the day, the Kick Aspirational Podcast is about helping people break through barriers of their own. I'd love to hear what you're working on. I'd love to join you in your battles. And most importantly, whatever you do today, please, among all other things, be Kick Aspirational. <laughs>